1: Hello, But Why listeners. This is producer Melody Baudette. Today we've got something a little different for you in between episodes, something for you and your adults to listen to together. We're going to share an episode of a different podcast from Vermont Public Radio. It's called Brave Little State, and it's kind of like But Why for adults. It takes questions about life in Vermont and finds answers. We know that many of you are experiencing some changes now that schools in lots of states and countries are closed to slow the spread of COVID-19. For some families, like mine, this is the first time you've had to try to do something like school at home. But others of you might do homeschooling all the time, and you've probably got some great advice for families who are new to this routine. Brave Little State is hosted by Angela Evansy, and this episode starts with a conversation between her and another VPR reporter, Emily Corwin.
2: We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Emily Corwin. Hey, Angela. So it's time for some real talk. Things right now are really crazy. They are. We are both at home recording in our closets and under giant blankets. And we were supposed to bring you, listeners, an episode today about homeschool regulations. Emily, you were working on this. It was almost done. It was. But it's clear that this moment is calling for something very different
3: This week, the governor closed Vermont schools, and a lot of parents essentially became homeschool parents or something similar. So we're sticking with the homeschooling theme, but apologies to original question asker Sue LaRue. We're going to shift gears to focus on this situation a lot of parents are facing right now. That is to say, maybe you've got kids home from school, maybe you're working from home too, and somehow you've got to make it all work.
2: Hi, Sarah. It's uh, Matthew Smith at VPR. I'm here with uh, Holly and Emily Corwin.
3: Our colleague Matthew Smith is still at VPR Studios. He's a producer with Vermont Edition. Okay. Great.
2: Uh, So, Emily, I'm recording on this end just as a backup. Perfect. Um, Yeah.
3: So, Matt patched me through to two women who've been friends for 28 years, since they were freshmen in high school. Holly Fryett in Barrie and Sarah Blondin in Worcester. Holly is a veteran homeschool parent who simultaneously works from home as a legislative analyst and church school director. Sarah is a financial advisor. She usually works at an office and sends her kids to public school until this week.
2: Uh, Real quick, let me get a mic check for everyone. Emily, uh, your breakfast this morning, please.
3: Oh, I had yogurt and granola.
2: All right, Sarah, can I have your breakfast, please?
1: I had a bowl of kicks. And Holly,
2: your breakfast, please.
3: So, a little about these two. Holly homeschools her two daughters. I'm Amelia and I'm in fifth grade. I'm Olivia and I'm in second grade. And now Sarah is home with her two kids. My name is Jordan, and I am nine years old. My name is Christian, and I'm seven years old. While Sarah does her own work, she needs to make sure her kids stay on track with their schoolwork. We thought, why not put these two friends on the phone
2: with each other and let Sarah pick Holly's brain for tips navigating her new reality. We also asked their kids for a little help. So, without further ado...
3: From Vermont Public Radio From Vermont Public Radio, this is Brave Brave Little State State. This is Brave Little State Today, an episode about homeschooling In the age of coronavirus A conversation between our mom, mom, Holly
2: And my mom, Sarah We have support from the VPR Innovation Fund Do
0: either of you have any questions before we
1: get started? I don't think so.
0: I'm not going to trip you up, in my Holly?
1: And throw we'll anything see. At you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uncharted territory.
3: While Matt records a backup, Holly and Sarah record themselves with their iPhones. Hashtag social distancing.
0: All right, so my um, first question for you, Holly, is just to sort of focus on our younger children. So my seven-year-old is definitely strong-willed And I'm most concerned in this new environment of homeschooling on how I'm going to minimize our battles. So that would be my, um, that would be the first place I would want to start in this
1: conversation. Sure. Well, let me preface this, uh, you know, just a little bit by saying, um, you know, even for homeschoolers, this is sort of a new world for us too. And my kids that we're never home this much, you know, so even for me, I'm finding that the tried and true needs some changes these days. So so anyway, um, when you're doing whatever the schools are wanting you to do, take a lot of breaks. That's, I think, like, you know, the really young ones maybe can handle a few minutes of doing some concentrated schoolwork. Some kids might really love it, but I know your son and my daughter need some time to like move around and just get some of their wiggles out and snacks are another big one. I think that when I see my youngest sort of starting to melt down and, and, um, needing some extra care, um, sometimes she's just needing food, you know, honestly, it's like just have some chill time and have something to eat and, get your mind off of doing school. And um, I think the biggest one probably is just that I think for any kid in any grade, most of the homeschoolers who I know aren't sitting down and doing lessons from like nine to three, you know, which the kids don't in school either. There's a lot of transitions and a lot of downtime. um, And so there's just a lot of getting up and moving around in general. So don't expect that you know, you're going to have like a nine to three day where your kids are focusing on school.
0: That helps a lot with sort of like the either strong-willed children or younger children. Um, Let's talk a little bit about our older kids because I know our older kids are both uh, similar in age. Mine mine is almost 10 and yours is almost 11. And they, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I would define both of them as sort of more independent learners and they can take on more work. So my question is, how do you know when it's enough or how to, like, how do I challenge my daughter but not expect too much or um, put too much stress on her? Oh, gosh.
1: That's a stumper, Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. You know, I guess the first thing is if you were a full-time, all-the-time homeschooler, I would answer this question maybe differently for you. Um, I think the best thing I would say to this is number one, you know, just do, if your teachers have sent work home, do that, reach out to them for support. And if there's further, you know, I'll put in quotes work that you want to do with your children. Um, ask them what their interests are. And, um, you know, maybe they have something that they've really wanted to learn about for a long time. And, um, this is the perfect opportunity to like take a deep dive into something fun for them and explore. And, um, you know, maybe that means going outside and studying some things in nature or, um, you know, doing what you can around the house and, um, while we're sort of all on our own. So, I think that's that's what I would say at this point for this.
0: Great. Um, so what about your d- daily schedule? Do you try to follow some sort of a structure?
1: Yes. For my family and for a lot of families I know, um, if you're doing schoolwork, and particularly for the younger kids, do it in the morning. A lot of times, you know, if you're trying to do a lot of stuff after lunchtime, they just their energy just isn't there, um, anymore. So definitely for the younger kiddos and by younger, I mean, eight or nine and younger, and maybe even some 10 or 11 year olds. Um, the morning time is going to be when you're really doing, doing your work. Um, for my family, we get up in the morning. Um, everybody has breakfast and for, for our family, my kids really love me reading to them. So after breakfast, we'll put dishes away and everything. Um, and then we'll have some time where we're sitting on the couch together and I'm reading a chapter, you know, in a book with to them. Um, and then after we do that, we sort of break up into doing our individual work. And after we're done work, um, we have dogs, so their job is to take the dogs out um, in the yard and play with them and have a walk. And that's sort of, for me, when I check messages, um, I get back on to people on emails. Um, maybe I'll do like a quick little bit of work um, while I can and, you know, then sort of get lunch going. Um, and so after lunch um is usually will have a little free time downtime, or they can just sort of do whatever they want um and then after that, often my older daughter um, who 's ten almost eleven um she 's sort of gotten to the point where um, a lot of the stuff that she does for school like she can she can do some more work in the afternoon, and usually that you know i 'll say work. Um, and, and say that sometimes that involves um, research and maybe that research means um, something she's actually doing right now is um, a project on animals um, and about their behavior socially and she's picked bees so um, later this afternoon she is watching a documentary on bees and um, in, the, in that time um, having some quiet time in the afternoon, especially if all of your kids are younger, if if it's possible. And I know I can think of mom friends I know who are like totally laughing <laughs> at me right now because sometimes getting the kids to do that is a huge struggle. You're just thinking, right, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But I found for me that, um, you know, setting up something quiet for even 10 minutes um, sometimes they were able to get into whatever they were doing and some days it lasted longer and some days, yeah, the quiet time is, you know, doesn't work out. I,
0: yeah. I think that's really helpful. So all the homeschooling stuff sounds very um, doable and interesting, but the reality is I'm, su- I'm still expected to fit in an eight hour work day on top of that. So I would love to sort of hear how you manage that, um, with just fitting in your job and what's expected of you for work responsibilities?
1: I wish, first of all, there was a magical answer to that. I I know that people listening are probably hoping that there is. I, I can tell you there's not, unfortunately, um, You know, if you're trying to fit in an eight hour day and that you're home educating, you know, your kids and just managing, I mean, not even adding, educating your kids onto that, um, even if you're just home with your kids, um, and you're trying to make breakfast and make lunch and, um, you know, let the dogs out and all the things that come with being home, there are a massive amount of interruptions, um, in your day now. So, the way i get my work done um is honestly a lot of early mornings a lot of late nights um and uh, i prefer to work at night more actually i'm more of a night owl um so which means sometimes i sleep in a little later and if you're able to do that um in this environment i think go for it i mean do what you can do to make it work if you're in a situation i think where you need to be available during the day um I, I'm not a big proponent of, of media and like screen time myself, but um, you know, there's days that I've had to turn to that too. Sometimes, you know, maybe you put an educational um movie on for the afternoon or, you know, let's face it, maybe a not educational movie for the <laughs> afternoon. Um, just so you can get some work done and get a few hours in um flexibility, I think is the key word for all of us. Um so I was going to ask you
0: I was gonna ask you if there's anything that you've learned along the way that would um, save me
1: from learning the hard way? <laughs> oh gosh, Some of the things I do during the day um, are my kids get one glass <laughs> that they use during <laughs> the day, and um, they it's their responsibility to wash it out because otherwise they are just loading my sink and everywhere with dishes and it just turns into a disaster and mess really quickly. The the one glass a day, I might have to use that. (laughs) And I think this is easier as the weather's getting nicer. Get them outside, you know, just because we're um, trying to, you know, kind of stay away from folks a little bit these days, you can still go outside. and, And I find... Um, I found this when my girls were young and I find this now that they're getting a little older. Um, if you're having a rough time, just going outside and even if people are really resistant to taking a walk or, um, doing anything active outside, just getting some fresh air sometimes really just changes, um, the scene and, um, I think my other advice would be to take care of yourself. I just think of like, you know, when you're on an airplane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask on before others. Um, I think as work from home parents, you it's stressful. Um, you're you're trying to answer to other people and get work done. You might be staying up late or waking up early. Um, if you can rest rest a little bit. I mean, sometimes the laundry is secondary to your sanity, or always, maybe. (laughs) Thanks so much
2: for listening to the show. And thanks to Holly, Sarah, Amelia, Olivia, Jordan, and Christian for helping the cause and recording themselves at home.
3: This episode was produced by Emily Corwin and Angela Evansy Ty Gibbons composed the theme music Other music by Blue Dot Sessions The digital producer is Elodie Reed And engineering support comes from Chris Albertine Brave Little State is a production of
2: Vermont Public Radio Thanks very much to the sustaining members who support our work I'm Angela Evansy, we'll be back soon
3: And
0: remember, be be brave, brave. Ask ask questions (laughs) (laughs) Just say it together, just say it together. (laughs)